good, everybody? It's your boy D Nice with I2G Radio back again with another podcast. This is season two, episode five, and part two of my series, How I Became a Raiders Fan. Part two, we're talking about the teens moved to Oakland. And I call this really in my uh, kind of era or part of a fan, kind of, I call it the heart of Raider Nation really and being a Oakland Raiders fan because I have my fondest memories in being when the team was in Oakland. Um, just a little background though, uh, June 23rd, 1995 was when Al Davis moved the team back from Los Angeles to Oakland. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't say as much with the move to Las Vegas. People were as infuriated, but I definitely know a lot of Raider fans, especially in Southern California, that were very upset with this move at the time. For a lot of people in Oakland, it was, you know, kind of a, you know, homecoming and coming back home, obviously with the Raiders starting in Oakland, uh, first and foremost. But they were there from uh, 1995 to 2019. Um, definitely um, back uh, at the, uh, the Coliseum, um, their uh, Oco in uh, in Oakland and coming back. So it was to a lot of uh, fanfare, definitely to uh, fans in the Bay uh, for them coming back. Uh, first year, they started off season great. You know, Jeff Hostetler was the uh, quarterback of the team, but he got injured. They started off eight and two and they finished the season eight and eight. That's going to be a running theme of this podcast, but you'll see that a little bit later. Um, after a few other years, we had Joe Bugle as the coach. Uh, really didn't didn't go anywhere. Didn't have any great seasons. Seven and nine in uh, ninety six, and in ninety seven they were four and twelve. We uh, signed on, and we got uh, John Gruden um, as our coach. Um, you know, he was an assistant for a long time with the Eagles, kind of the Mike Holmgren uh, family tree of coaches, and got us you know back to back eight and eight seasons. But one of the main uh, things that would spark this turnaround was that and also my favorite Raider of all time which I'll get into a little bit later uh, when I talk about favorite uh, Raiders uh, from this uh, era is Charles Woodson you know we drafted Charles Woodson in the first round in 98 and brought him on the team and uh, you know was a you know instant uh, you know plug-and-play corner was a great cornerback won the Heisman Trophy while he was at Michigan um, they won a national championship at Michigan. I followed Charles Woodson literally almost since high school until um, he retired, um, you know, and just was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, which uh, major con- congratulations and well-deserved for uh, Charles Woodson and also Tom Flores in getting in. Um, really, the success came in 2000 um, when, they, uh, when they brought the team, when uh, the team went 12-4, and four, they went to the AFC Championship game. We also have acquired Rich Gannon, which was also a big pickup for us at the time. Unfortunately, he got injured by uh, Tony Saragusa, basically flattened him like a pancake, and uh, we lost to the Ravens. The Ravens then went on to win the Super Bowl. You know, by the way, one of probably the top five, not top three, possibly best defenses of all time. Um, for a playoff and a regular season run, that defense was nasty uh, back then. But, um, you know, we came back then after that, and um, um, 2001, 
We picked up Jerry Rice from the San Francisco 49ers. He was coming off of a really bad injury, uh, knee injury with the uh, 49ers. Really wasn't sure. You know, he came back to uh, form, but he was he was an absolute stud for us. We paired him with uh, Tim Brown, and uh, we had a nice, it was an older kind of seasoned veteran one-two duo, even added Jerry Porter to that. And this team was rolling. It really was rolling. Um, you know, started 10-3, and three, finished the season at 10-6. and six. You know, um, this is the infamous tuck rule game that's coming up. We beat the Jets uh, in the uh, wild card game and then lost, you know, the infamous tuck rule game. And after that, kind of went down a little bit. Um, Coach Rudin was then uh, basically traded uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a shit ton of uh, draft picks. Him and Al Davis kind of had a, a falling out. And we all know the history with the Raiders. Once you get on Al Davis's bad side, it's not going to end too well for you. Al Davis doesn't look like it's an Al Davis problem. That's a you problem if you're working for him. So we ended up trading him for a ton of picks. We ended up uh, that year going uh, 12 and 4 under Bill Callahan, but really didn't make any changes to the offense. So the offense kind of stayed, not kind of, it stayed the same. And ironically, we play John Gruden's Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And it almost looked like play after play after play. Gruden knew exactly what we were going to, uh, what we were going to uh, execute and run. And his defense responded, you know, in accord with that. And um, you know, that was a tough, tough loss. It's been a long time. Uh, since the Raiders had been back to the Super Bowl, I think it was like 82 or 83 with, uh, when they played the Redskins. So, you know, yes, Marcus when Marcus Allen was playing for the L.A. Uh, Raiders. Um, so that was kind of a tough loss for a lot of, uh, a lot of players to uh, take in and a lot of fans as well. And pretty much then from 2002 all the way to 2016, you've got a lot of 8-8s, eight 7-9s. Eight, just a lot of mediocre seasons in between there. You know, um, we had, um, you know, the infamous trade uh, back a while back when, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Hugh Jackson was our coach and he uh, traded for Carson Palmer, um, traded a couple first round picks for that. Then we started season around seven and three, then finished uh, eight and eight. Um, this was also the same year that uh, Al Davis uh, passed away. Um, as well and then we ended up getting rid of uh, Hugh Jackson we had uh, Jason Campbell he was our quarterback uh, you know great up-and-coming quarterback great young quarterback but he broke his collarbone and Hugh Jackson really felt like he had to make a decision as far as what to do with this team this team's kind of on the fringe of the uh, playoffs we're right there we're playing well what's kind of the the move or position that's going to get us over the top and they thought at the time it was Carson Palmer and you know didn't really work out that way and the Raiders completely flamed out um and went eight and eight I mean it was a bad eight and eight um and some people it's not a not a win you know a 500 you're not a losing season it's not a winning season but hey if you don't make the playoffs it really doesn't matter what your record is at the end of the day then around uh, 2014 was uh, really one of the great foundational drafts for this team. You know, when they drafted uh, Khalil Mack and uh, Derek Carr, um, Khalil Mack in the first round and Derek Carr uh, in the second round. And, you know, uh, still started, you know, the 2014 season. It was a 
um, you know, uh, started off really bad. I think ended up around three and thirteen or two and fourteen. Um, you know, a lot of bad seasons. Had the memorable game, uh, Thursday night game against the Chiefs, where they uh, beat the Chiefs uh, in Oakland. It was raining, and you know, Charles Woodson had a, one of his uh, great games as a Raider. And then we go into the uh, 2015 season. You know, uh, Jack Del Rio now is the coach, and there's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of hope. Um, again, kind of start off the season hot. A lot of uh, big games. We also uh, added Amari Cooper to the uh, team, a great uh, wide receiver from Alabama. But still, came up seven and nine, came up short. A lot of uh, close uh, games. And now we're starting to go into 2016. And 2016 is kind of really for Raider fans, there's not a lot of seasons that really stick out in the last 20 years. The 2000s, especially with Gruden, but this one, 2016 uh, team was very, very special. You know, obviously went for uh, you know first game against the Saints. You've seen that. Went for the two point conversion to uh, take the lead uh, late, late in the game. Derek Carr was a top three, if not top five, MVP candidate that year. Was slinging the rock all over the place. We had uh, Michael Crabtree, which we had brought to the team. The year prior, him and Amari Cooper were really clicking well. You had a nice one-two punch. Khalil Mack is coming off of, you know, arguably a you know defensive player of the year. Um, uh, not candidate. He did win defensive player of the year. Had a five-sack game against the uh, Broncos in 2015. So he continued that play. He was that defensive closer, kind of ironically, now that the Raiders are trying to find again. We'll get into that in part three of my podcast uh, about the Las Vegas Raiders. But this team was clicking, um, you know, was uh, 12 and I think it was 12 and two or 12 and three. It was uh, Christmas Eve, you know, uh, 2016 against the Colts. We were up, I believe, at one time 26 to three. Carr was still in in the fourth quarter. Stepping back, gets sacked. Crack. Fractures his, uh, fractures his ankle and his leg is done for the rest of the season. Raiders end up going 12-4 and that year. They go to the playoffs and get completely manhandled by the Texans. And it just, I remember being at the mall with my kids and uh, I had my, I believe I had my Charles Woodson jersey on and, you know, people just came up. It was almost like someone had died. Um, you know, um, my condolences. I'm sorry what happened with Carr and I had left, I had was watching the game at home and figured we were already going to win. So I just went about my business, took the kids to the mall. And they told me, you know, you know Derek Carr uh, broke his leg in the game. And uh, that's one of those kind of sports moments uh, where you, you know, you can remember injuries or remember things. I didn't see it, but um, just the kind of the emotions of it. And it kind of just, you know, like I said, it went to shit completely after that. And rightfully so. That's your kind of... Uh, that's your, that's your offensive leader. That's your, you know, MVP candidate that uh, went down for the rest of the year. And they never were able to recover from that. Again, then 2017, kind of big hype. We had uh, Marshawn Lynch that we had signed to the team. We started the season, you know, uh, 2-0. And then we had the infamous game against the Redskins where uh, players were not, were kneeling for the uh, national anthem. Derek Carr didn't. There was this controversy saying that, Offensive lineman didn't uh, block for him. Long story short, that season ended. We were six and ten. 
and it really, you know, just really didn't uh, didn't go anywhere, didn't come to fruition. And that was uh, Jack Del Rio's last year with the team. You know, we had a couple highlights: the Thursday night game against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That's a classic, classic. That's probably my favorite all-time. Uh, football game in 2017 that I've seen as far as a Raider game um, so many highs and lows and and you know winning by winning by one point and going for uh, the kept redoing the uh, the play because there were so many penalties it ran like four or five plays for the Crabtree uh, touchdown uh, there to uh, tie the game and then to Vecchio's uh, field goal to win the game you know it was a classic classic game but then going into uh, 2018, you know, Jack Del Rio was fired because John Gruden was coming back. And, you know, Mark Davis, uh, you know, took over the team shortly after his father had passed and decided to make this move. It was a $100 million contract, 10 years. A lot of people were hyped about it. And then we got hit with the sledgehammer. Khalil Matt gets traded. Everyone thought for sure that we would be able to get a contract back with uh, Khalil Mack and get him back in there it was a gut punch to the stomach didn't come back we traded him to the bears we traded amari cooper to the dallas cowboys for a first round pick and you could kind of see the writing on the wall okay this is going to be a rebuild season he's completely stripping this team down to the nuts and bolts and for sure it was four and twelve uh, for us you know um, it did help us to get a lot of uh, foundational pieces um, josh jacobs was a uh, Drafted Jonathan Abram, Colton Miller. We got a lot of foundational pieces. Again, we'll get into more of these players into uh, my part three about the Las Vegas Raiders. But uh, four and twelve. Then from that, and then now you're going into the 2019 season, and uh, you know you got a lot of these young players. Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, first uh, first game, you know, multiple touchdowns, almost 100 yards uh, rushing. You know, uh, does the uh, does iconic uh, jump into the end zone. Everyone's like, oh my God, Marcus Allen, because we don't have too many, you know, uh, great, great running backs um, that we've had, you know, over the years with the Raiders. We had it early in the, in our uh, existence as a team, but nothing really in the 2000s. You know, you had Derek McFadden's and uh, Michael Bush and players like that, you know, solid, solid running backs. But Josh Jacobs really looks like Moving forward, he is going to be a superstar in this league and definitely a top 10 running back in the entire NFL. Foster Moreau, great uh, tight end, five touchdowns in 2019. This team goes six and four and, you know, it's a young team, but people are really starting to get hyped and really start to get excited. They, the game in London where they beat the Bears with Khalil Mack, completely shut down Khalil Mack. We added a few uh, free agents and then before the season started, you know, we had the Antonio Brown saga. And then Antonio Brown with the frozen feet and then didn't want to play and uh, then wanted to play, then didn't want to play, then he wanted to be released and we released him and he went to the Patriots. You can go on a Patriots or a Buccaneers uh, podcast uh, to discuss that as far as the career of Antonio Brown. Everyone was super hyped about Antonio Brown. I was as well. You know, he definitely was a top five wide receiver at the time when we picked him up. But it just never really worked out. And because of that, it really kind of stagnated uh, things at the wide receiver position. We had Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams was injured uh, a lot during the year. And um, he was really our kind of our red zone guy. Kind of that, 
Crabtree, but with a little bit more speed, um, you know, possession receiver, but a tall receiver that you could put at a high point, Carr could uh, uh, throw to him at high points and really um, be effective in the red zone. Um, we lost him uh, during the year. The defense was all over the place. It was atrocious, you know, We, but it was the emergence of, you know, third round pick and our third and fourth and fifth round picks really hit well with Mike, Mike Mayock, who was brought in as the GM you know, and, and left NFL Network and came here kind of a lot of eyebrows. But, um, you know, for his first draft, he did great. Foster, you know, Foster Moreau also with that and Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby. Max Crosby's first year, 10 sacks. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, promise, but six and four, and then they completely flamed out at the end and end up going seven and nine uh, for the season. So all in all, still a lot of uh, disappointment. And then, um, Going into that, now we're a few years before that, around 2017, it was kind of already made the decision, okay, Oakland, are we going to go with the new stadium? Are we going to move this team? What are we going to do? And then rumors started coming about about my home city, which again, part three, I'm going to get more in depth about that with the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, my hometown. But, you know, people kind of kicked around the idea. I thought about it in my mind, in the back of my mind. It would be a perfect place for the Raiders to play, but I don't know if it's going to happen. And boom, it was a Mark Davis came out here for a visit um, with a meeting. Next thing I know, it's like Board of Regents, and they have this having this big meeting at like two, three in the morning in northern Nevada, and they vote unanimously almost to uh, bring the uh, Raiders to Las Vegas. And I knew once that happened, it was it was going to be a wrap. Again, I'll get into more of, of that towards the uh, my part three when I talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. But all in all, I, I say this is kind of the heartbeat for me of uh, being a Raiders fan because again, this is you know over almost 25 years really of me kind of um, you know growing up, going to college, um, being in my 20s and and 30s and really enjoying the Raiders was when they were in Oakland. You know, there was, like I said, a few good seasons here and there, not a lot to write home about, but, you know, my Raiders are my Raiders. As far as favorite players during this time frame, there's really kind of the passing of the torch a little bit. Charles Woodson, obviously, is my favorite of all time. I mean, right up there with, you know, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, but I would consider... Charles Woodson is my favorite of all time. He was kind of our Kobe Bryant of the uh, Raiders. I mean, where he's young, dynamic, really did a lot of things. I hated to see him go and go to Green Bay, but I was happy for him in going to to Green Bay and getting a Super Bowl with the Packers and having a you know Hall of Fame career with the Packers and also then coming back to Oakland. That was a that was a great great moment in Raider history. I remember him coming off the airplane. And there was like two or 3,000 Raider fans just waiting for him there with signs and welcomed him back home. I wish we could, we could have got him a, uh, you know, in a time frame when he was a little bit younger to where we could have had him for a few more years. And even at 37 years old, he was an all-pro at safety. Not at quarterback, at safety. So, I mean, really, uh, you know, multi-generated this uh, once kind of generational type of a uh, uh, cornerback that we had with him Namdi Asuman was another uh, great player that we had as well but my favorite uh, definitely around this time frame was Charles Woodson and now going into the present with Derek Carr I mean um, 
I feel like kind of out of all the Raider players, it's so funny that the most polarizing and one that you get so many different opinions and views on is Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is one of the most unassuming, quiet, nice guys that you could ever possibly see. He's not a rah-rah guy and an all out there and bragging and boisterous, but you can tell like he completely... For whatever reason, when you bring up Derek Carr, it completely splits Raider Nation. It really, really bothers me. I don't know why it is. People think that he's not he's not strong enough or he's not, uh, you know, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't do A, B, C, D, and F, you know, but everyone was super, super high on him in 2016 when he was a, you know, top three, top five MVP player and pretty much the injury with that. And then 2017 when he had a, broken bones in his back and he only missed basically one game um you know people have really you know got on him about that even going into uh vegas as well but you know Derek carr to me is a in this league top 10 top 15 quarterback and i think he's ideal for this uh raiders team especially as uh they're continuing to uh reload and rebuild i would say those two guys really in the oakland raiders uh, era Derek Carr and uh, Charles Woodson are my all-time favorite um, uh, Raiders of all time, kind of from that era. I will give you also my favorite from um, now that we're going into Las Vegas or players, you know, up-and-coming players that I was really big on. But Darren McFadden was also uh, another guy. He had a lot of promise, um, had quite a few, uh, you know, leg injuries, foot injuries, just couldn't, couldn't seem to get right. He had a uh, great year, the year that we had went eight and eight. He was looking like again like an MVP candidate as well. But like I said, we flamed out, you know, second half of the season. So I really uh, a lot of people ask me this, and I bet you're happy that the that the Raiders moved to Vegas. It's your hometown, and I'm I'm ecstatic about it now. But it did take a while. You know, I miss Oakland. I never went to a game in uh, in Oakland, but. I hated to see for the city of Oakland. I have a lot of family, especially on my dad's side, that live in Oakland and are Raider fans. And they were extremely upset with the move and when they moved to Vegas. And I understand it. Again, I'll get into more my thoughts of it um, in part three when talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. But, you know, I wanted to see Oakland get some type of a deal, build a new stadium, and that team stay in Oakland. Um, something about the Oakland Raiders, uh, when you hear it, you know, the Loonies had a song, they wanted a whole album, um, you know, named uh, Oakland Raiders. And, uh, you know, they had their, you know, had to call it Silver and Black, but, you know, uh, even Yuckmouth talked about it, you know, the I'm a Raider song and, and making that, and there's so much history and it's just the Bay and, you know, um, definitely missed the uh, Raiders in Oakland, but I always, uh, you know, I keep all of my Oakland Raiders gear. I still wear it. You know, I still uh, represent it. It's still part of the history. And, you know, the Raiders are one of those few teams that have played in three different cities. So you're going to get three different perspectives. You've got the SoCal perspective, the NorCal perspective, and now you've got the Las Vegas perspective. So it's kind of keeping all of that in, in tow and thinking about that. Like, that's a lot of rich history that's gone on, you know, over the years you know, with this team. And, you know, I'm proud to say I am an LA Raider fan. I'm proud to say I'm an Oakland Raider fan. And I'm now proud to say I am a Las Vegas Raiders fan. 
So that wraps up part two of how I became a Raiders fan. Like I said, Oakland, it's, it's, my, it's my heart. It's the heartbeat. The majority of my time and being a Raiders fan has been when they were in Oakland. And I enjoyed every minute of it, whether it was a 4-12 and season. Of course, you don't like the losing seasons, but the sign of a true fan, you stick with your team regardless. Loved them then and loved them even when they were 12-4. Uh, and four. You know, hated to see, like I said, the injuries to uh, Derek Carr. You had the infamous tuck rule game with Tom Brady and the uh, Patriots that still stings to a lot of people, um, you know, and, and dealing with those emotions uh, with that game and kind of you see where it kind of propelled Tom Brady. That was the start of his, you know, getting and winning one of his seven Super Bowls and kind of the decline of the Raiders then after that. And a lot of people kind of tie that in, conspiracy theorists or anything like that. Next, I take the good with the bad. There's the infamous index card game in 2017 against the Cowboys uh, that we lost as, as well. There's so many games where you can say, you know, bad calls by refs, different things like that. I take it all in with a grain of salt, the good and the bad, because I am a Raiders fan at the end of the day. Now, uh, my last episode on this and part three is um, how I became a Las Vegas Raiders fan. And all I'll say is I was born into this. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I still consider Las Vegas my home. I still live here to this day. And I'm going to get into, um, this is probably out of the three, a little bit more of my special part of the three because I'm going to give you, you know, kind of in depth of, as far as how I feel about them moving to Vegas and kind of the allure of Vegas and how this is more of a perfect marriage than people think. A lot of people were super uh, down about them, them moving here to Vegas, but um, now that they're here and seeing the different things and how it's helped the community and it's helped the city and everything like that, you know, I'm 150% on board with it and I'm gonna get a little bit more into depth as to why on that. But I um, appreciate everybody that checked out part one. I hope everyone loves part two. I know I got a little long-winded on it, but like I said, this is almost 25 years of uh, history with the Oakland Raiders the second time around. So uh, just giving it from my perspective as a fan, I hope you love part three. D-Nice, I2G Radio, signing off. Peace.